Yogorillas, welcome to the second episode of the Athlete Insider Podcast by Goronation. My name is Phil, and today we have again a really, really special guest, one of my favorite athletes from, from a person, and also, yeah, like really, really successful as an influencer, as, an, as a calisthenics uh, teacher, I would say, like a uh, mentor, whatever you want to call it. Um, you, you will say what you, what you do, how you call it. Um, but Eric, with over 300,000 followers across social medias, um, extremely successful for me, uh, yeah, really a role model, but not only for me, but for a lot of people in the French-speaking uh, community, you're doing your, your videos mostly or only in French. So uh, yeah, I'm really, really happy to have you here today and to, to be able to interview you. Well, th thank you. Thanks a lot, Phil. Uh, hi, and uh, thanks a lot for this uh, uh, kind uh, introduction. I feel honored to be able to to speak with you, which I always like since we've been we've, we've known each other for for a few years now. So yeah, very very pleased to have this conversation with you today. Thanks. Awesome. So you're on a birthday party and somebody approaches you and you don't know this person and that person doesn't know calisthenics. How do you mm -hmm. explain what you do and who you are? What I do and who I am. Uh, well, generally, I try not to say all of this to people I don't know. But if I had to, I, I guess I'd say that I, uh, what I say generally is I'm doing videos on YouTube because that's an easy way to understand it. And uh, then they ask me, oh, well, what about them? And I say, yeah, it's, uh, you know, bodyweight training uh, videos, how-tos, tutorials, as well as videos on nutrition and uh, personal development in the global sense of it. That's generally the three main topics that I would um, think of uh, when I have to describe my uh, content, which is generally on YouTube. I also have uh, Instagram and all of this. But that's uh, what I'm, uh, I am mostly doing. A YouTuber, <laughs> as someone would, uh, would like to call it. And, uh, and uh, yeah. That's, uh, that's about it. Bodyweight training, calisthenics. But calisthenics is not really a word we use in French. We say street workouts. That's the French uh, way to, to say. So I generally say street workout. And when they start uh, telling me about CrossFit, I stop them. I stop them and I explain, you know, the differences. And uh, it's more about general bodyweight training. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a weird thing because uh, in, in most Spanish countries, it's called calisthenia. Uh, mm -hmm. without h and with uh, a written at the end uh, mm -hmm. yeah and and most of the world i would say like it's calisthenics uh in french-speaking countries it's mo mostly street workout mm -hmm. yeah it, it, it's uh, too bad because i like calisthenics better to describe what i like to do because for me calisthenics is more about everything you can do with your body moving it into space whereas street workout is more like a sport with uh, regulations, uh, federations, rules, when you want to compete in street workout. For me, there are street workout competitions and world champions, but there are no calisthenics uh, competitions per se. Well, that's how I see it, though. Uh, but it's difficult. I'd rather use this word in French, but it's not understood uh, very well, generally. Okay. Your quite inspiring person um not only like for me like i said but for a lot of people and uh, you're living the dream of a lot of uh, adolescents a lot of uh, of a lot of young people 
um, being a YouTuber, making a living from it, um, and being able to to make your passion to your to your job. Like, how do you see this? How do you? What is your life like right now? What is my life like right now? I, I'm not sure. It's very. Uh, it's well. There are good, good, uh, good sides and uh, worst sides. Sides. I guess my life is pretty boring. Actually, it's very boring. Uh, you know. It depends how you see it. I, I can do uh, what I want whenever I want, I guess, because I don't have a boss. I'm working from home, which is pretty, you know, doesn't change too much for me regarding the current situation. I'm, I'm always working at home anyways. And, um, and I spend most of my time between uh, working, uh, my private life with my girlfriend and uh, working out. Basically, that's everything I do besides eating and uh, sleeping. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. Uh, it's a lot of time spent uh, in front of a computer. That's basically my, my, uh, my day. So it's pretty similar to some other jobs where you spend most of your time uh, sitting in front of a computer. I'm not spending all my days uh, filming videos and talking to people. It's mostly, you know, administrative stuff from what I what I see, I spend maybe, I don't know, 5% of my job filming things. Uh, so YouTuber is not exactly, uh, from my point of view at least, the dream job uh, that it can look like. But it's very nice and I'm doing it because I like it, obviously. But uh, it's, um, it's a lot of work and uh, work includes a lot of things you don't really like or you don't really want to do, but that you still have to have done either by yourself, which is always yourself doing them at the beginning. Maybe then you can have someone else help you with that. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I do, <laughs> I guess. Okay, but let, let's pretend there's somebody, a young, young person uh, coming towards you on an event uh, during tr training or uh, something and asking you, Eric, how, how can I become also like an influencer? How can I uh, go this journey that, that you went? yeah mm -hmm. well uh if you want to be an influencer i guess i hope well being an influencer for the sake of it is uh not something i know because i kind of started with sharing things i liked with my friends and then it grew to something like all right i like sharing things to my friends but i also i actually like sharing things to people so that's how it kind of blew. I, I, didn't, I didn't start from the idea of becoming an influencer or becoming a celebrity or being famous or something like that. The better way, I think, if you want to be an influencer still, I think the better way is to actually uh, 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 create around and share things uh, around what you as a person really like, not things that you think uh, people will like or that you think would be, you know, funny or would get views, you know, to say it as it is. Uh, if you really like something, and especially if you really like something that you believe nobody else really likes or nobody else is interested into, that's actually the best place to start. Because if you start videos about, you know, humor or comedy, everybody likes comedy. But comedy, uh, everybody does comedy. So it's very, very hard to find uh, someone which is going to like what you do. But if you start with something that, that you really like, 
it's going to show in what you do. And then it's going to be contagious and people uh, who think and believe uh, the way you do or are interested in the same things as you are, then they will connect with you in a better way. And yes, you, you will start uh, slow and uh, small and you will not have, will, you, should not, you should not be an overnight success. I think it's probably uh, unhealthy uh, when it really happens and it very rarely do happen. I mean, it's like winning the lottery. Nobody really, somebody wins, but nobody ever wins, you know? <laughs> so, so, um, so yeah, that, that's how I see it. You really start very small, start very slow. Uh, focus on what you like, just do what you like um, and try to connect with people who like the same things and eventually they will tell a friend and then you will uh, influence all of them in the end, I guess. Okay, that's like an, a really interesting point because um, when I when somebody asks me who is Eric Fleck, I often respond with um, he's like uh, of course a really good-looking guy, like a really strong athlete, uh, everything that that uh, you would wish for. But um, like something that's really really special about you, uh, in my opinion, is that you have a really deep relation to your followers, and they are not followers, but you really mastered the principle the principle um, of making them to fans or as you said like they feel they feel like friends of you i guess because that's how you started and that's something that you feel i feel mm -hmm. no, that's actually a, a good point i didn't think of it uh, this way it's actually telling you that i i actually really started sharing content only with my close friends i was doing it on snapchat and re i remember that was the first thing because very easy you put out your phone you take 12 seconds videos And you share them and you can make them better. I was trying to make my stories entertaining and I was, uh, uh, you know, I, I liked when friends told me, oh, yeah, I liked your story, it was nice, uh, things like that. But yeah, you, you, I guess people see me more as a friend than, uh, uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say about that, actually. <laughs> Yes, it's very important for me. My, my relationship with people, I like to consider it and to maintain it as uh, horizontal as uh, I believe it, 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 as it was always. I mean, uh, it, you, you're not superior to anyone just because you're doing videos or anything, anything like that. And people know that and you should definitely treat everyone just like everyone is, which is just someone like you who likes watching videos and... Uh, And, uh, and then, uh, you know, that's, that's how I see it, I guess. Okay. And you describe... It's, it, it, yeah. I, I'll, just, I'll just bounce on something you said, because you said it twice. So now I have to, you know, I have to say it. You, you, you said twice that I am an athlete. And it's funny because I definitely do not consider myself as an athlete. Uh, because, uh, because for me, an athlete is more like someone who competes for oh you, competes, you never competed you know, is, no, actually not really I ah, there are really youtube competed. videos i now, guess uh, what there are youtube videos of you competing no well yeah yeah but friendly matches let's call ah. them i i don't know yeah I, i'm um i i, I i'd like to think of myself more as somebody who likes uh, sports than an athlete who is really all more about performance because me for me creating content is well above uh getting better in my sports that's why i i believe 
I'm not really an athlete, which for me, an athlete uh, is maybe uh, sounds a little bit too professional to me, but I, I guess it, it, it all depends how you, how you see it. But I, I like sports and I like sharing content uh, about it. And, uh, and I guess saying this is also a way for me to protect myself against uh, people who are way better than me uh, at all of this and, and who would like to point this out like, oh, this guy is successful, but I'm way better than him at uh, the sports he does. So why is he more successful than me? And uh, this is a way because I am not competing against those people. I am creating content. I am not uh, uh, trying to be world champion or something like that. So for me, that's a, an important uh, distinction in, uh, in my mind, at least. Okay. But I still like. Uh, I still have some questions. How you achieved the one hand stand, the the, the planche, the 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 hip festival. That's stuff that, yeah, that seems for me that you are an athlete. But yeah, we will come towards this topic uh, afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I I still love um, training, and uh, I love uh, I love. I respect a lot all of those people who do all those moves, which I'm trying to to get better at as well because it's uh, I really like I really, really like street workout so yeah okay so this your love to content producing and to street workout um I, I think you had some some uh, decisions to make in your life to um to get where you are today and um something that I had present in my mind was the decision to after your studies to um Uh, the decision, even if you uh, if you go the corporate way or uh, the self-employed uh, way, um, do you want to to tell something about it? Um, yeah, I, I uh, completed my studies in finance. Uh, it was maybe three and a half years ago now. Uh, yeah, something like that. And uh, right after that, I decided to try my luck on YouTube when I was supposed to go apply in banks and big companies or, or things like that. Uh, I, I guess I, I was lucky to get into all of this content creation things at the end of my studies because if I got into it at the middle or something, I might have stopped or, you know, I might have not uh, have gotten my diplomas, which are pretty nice as a parachute, uh, which were at least uh, in case uh, it didn't work, you know, YouTube and all of this. And also helps me convince my parents to help me by, you know, giving me food and uh, a bed uh, to uh, to do my things <laughs> uh, while while trying to to make it work. And if I if it didn't work, I I actually had a backup plan, which was getting a normal job, um, which I didn't have to do because uh, well because it it eventually worked, and uh, and I did it because. It sounded to me like uh, that's, that was what I wanted to do and that was the right time to try in between things, you know, in between studying and uh, getting a career, having a two-year job. I was like, all right, uh, everything that I'm risking is mostly time since the situation and financial situation with my parents was all right, I guess. I'm just going to give it a year, see how it goes and, uh, well, Yeah, is how it went. Uh, that was that was um, two and a half years ago. Now uh, that I'm doing this, but I started doing it uh, as 
as my full-time job from the first day for me it was really a job from the beginning which i had to um, which i had to treat as a job as had to treat myself as my own employee which had to go to work every day and all of this because if i uh, would have considered it as a hobby just in between partying or stuff like that that would have never worked and uh, regarding my parents I, i i felt a lot of pressure to actually uh, you know deliver on the what i told them to convince them to uh, to support me so yeah well that's uh, that's that, that's about it and what since then was the most satisfying moment uh, maybe do you have like a key scene where you thought yeah that's that's yeah, yeah. why i did it Uh, oh, why? Why I did it? Or, or just well, what did you want to say? Well, what I wanted to say, one key moment uh, from those past uh, two and a half years was the time where I uh, could move into my own place and support myself completely uh, financially and, uh, and uh, regarding every, every aspect uh, of it. Uh, it took me a while. Huh? It took, took me about one and a half to two years in between uh, the beginning and uh, after one and a half years, I was able to support myself financially. Then I started to look for a place and uh, eventually um, six months ago now, uh, I moved into my, my own apartment, which for me was the symbol of, all right, now I am legitimate um, uh, saying that I am a YouTuber because I, I always, I, I, I never wanted to say it because uh, I never w wanted to be the guy who say, yes, I'm a, a YouTuber. But I still live in my parents' place, you know, so y y you're not credible. Well, I didn't feel credible when I was saying it, so it, it kind of stuck afterwards. But now I feel like, all right, now I, uh, yes, I, uh, I, uh, I'm creating content. And then people are like, what, are, you, are you living off of it? And I say, yeah, yes, yes, I am now. I am now, and, and I'm pretty proud, to, pretty proud to, to back it up with, you know, living in my own place and paying my own bills and uh, all of this. So, um, yeah, that, that was a key moment uh, for me. Awesome. Yeah, I can totally relate to this. Um, mm -hmm, I yeah. suppose. And um, yeah, what was like the small Eric, uh, the, the, I don't know, 10 year old, maybe eight year old Eric, what did, what did you want to, to become as a child? Oh, it's, it's a fun question. I haven't uh, answered that uh, <laughs> anytime. Um, what did I want to do? I don't really, really remember. Uh, I think I wanted to be a teacher at some point, a French teacher. But then oh, my mom had, my mom had this theory that it was just because I, I, I was in love with my French teacher at the time, you know. Uh. So <laughs> I, 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 I actually don't really know. Okay. I never really wanted, um, I never really wanted to be a content creator, I guess, because it was not really a thing uh, back back at the time. Social media was no, not existing. Uh, I, I didn't know. I kind of followed this regular path. My older brother actually had the same path. He did the same studies and everything. My parents also went to university. For me, it was just like, all right, I have this, uh, this path. I'm kind of supposed to follow it. I'm going to follow it because it's the best uh, option. It's also the best option by default because I was not uh, especially passionate by uh, finance or business or something like, like that. I remember very, very young. I, I'm not sure it's, it's really known about myself, 
but I, I did my first videos maybe 12 years ago or something because it, there, there was this thing on Dailymotion at the time, uh, YouTube a little bit, uh, big, uh, very big uh, YouTubers um, in French now, Norman, Cyprien, Cyprien, some very big YouTubers with over 10 million followers now, they were just starting their videos back at the time and I was watching them and they had this, this very small success, you know, but still something to be noticed. And I was like, wow, I want, I want to do uh, some funny videos as well. And uh, it sounds fun. And we actually did two with uh, my best friend. Uh, and then we gave up. But they are still, I think, in daily, on daily motion, very, very old. Uh, very, um, I was a teenager and uh, that's how it started. Then I, I kind of threw it, back, threw it at the, the back of my head waited for maybe 10 years before uh, daring to try again and then uh, and then uh, that, that was it but uh, yeah it's a uh, it's uh, it's funny because uh, i i uh, i had this idea very a very long time ago but then it was very easy to 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 make myself believe and and it's still hard today to make myself believe that believe that i am uh, that i can i can do this that i am uh, i'm uh, you know, this imposter syndrome, or I don't know how to say in English, this feeling that you, you, you feel like, you, 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 who are you to talk about this? Who are you to do this? Why you, why, why people should believe you? That's what I was always thinking. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not funny. I'm not muscular. Why should I even start uh, uh, thinking about uh, telling people how to do it or uh, or thinking that people will care or something uh, that was hard to um, to uh, fight against that but uh i guess it's the same feeling for everyone and do you have it still today sometimes yeah yeah, yeah of course yeah it's always uh, it, it's i guess uh, with the years and with the experience you 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 grow into self-confidence about what you do of course you get more more external validation as well if if that helps but uh but um yeah it's still it's still harder for me sometimes when i think about it to feel like yeah all right why 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 me why <laughs> why well I, you know but that's also why it's easier to 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 stuck with uh, to stick with what you you know and what you do and what you know about and uh it's harder sometimes to expand to maybe different uh, content or, or things that people are not used uh, to see you do and that's why sometimes youtubers kind of burn out or kind of don't like what they do anymore because they've they, they yeah they would like to try something else but they don't feel like uh, it's gonna be successful or people are gonna like or people are gonna care or yeah it's uh i think it's it, it grows you know it shrinks over time but it's always there yeah. okay yeah, but that's great to hear because uh, it's another another example. You don't, yeah, like you don't need to be perfect to start because, uh, like, even uh, big uh, names like yeah, like yours, they still have these doubts and they, but they they still execute. And uh, in my in my time and in, in business now, I just saw that everybody like everybody has some doubts, everybody has some problems, etc. But these who execute, nevertheless, um, and who don't like who just overcome that fear or that uh, problem, these uh, unnecessary thoughts, these are the ones who really uh, reap the rewards and um, get the attention. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, especially regarding create content creation, creation and uh, things like that, because I get asked questions sometimes about, 
Oh, that, that's a DM on Instagram. I get a lot from generally younger, younger people uh, who are training and uh, uh, interested in calisthenics and all of this. And they tell me things like, uh, oh, Eric, you, you know what? I, I want to start my Instagram account and become an influencer. But I'm going to wait to have the planche or the front lever or something uh, int- uh, impressive before I start. And then when I see that, I, I answer them and I answer, start right now. Because what people want to see is how you actually got to the things you believe you need before starting. Uh, I, I much, would much rather see someone start very slow and, uh, uh, you know, get stuck on the tuck planche like we all uh, have been, uh, get stuck for a long time and then <laughs> see how, how we actually managed to, to progress from this and to see the before and after. Uh, you know, people love transformations. That, that's why it's, it's very popular kind of videos on YouTube, for example, but, uh, you know, um, about performances or about uh, aesthetics or things like that. People love uh, to see the, the, the journey. Uh, the destination is actually what people uh, think is the more interesting to see. But uh, no, no, we, uh, we, 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 like, we like to see how it's been done. So that's what I say to those people. Just, just, just start, just do it. Don't overthink. Uh, should you do eight or nine push-ups every day? Just do your push-ups. Don't, don't even count them at the beginning if you don't want to. It's not uh, important enough to keep you from starting right now. And, uh, and uh, that's, uh, that's a very important thing to try to understand at the beginning, but it's very difficult at the beginning because we feel like we should be better to talk about it. That's yeah. true. Like um, something, uh, vid- videos that uh, a lot of people like uh, in, on your YouTube channels are about experiments, like uh, mm-hmm. about um, habits, life changes, like uh, the minimalism uh, video or the uh, Wim Hof method, etc. Um, and um, that's also combining with your um, with your input to personal development, not only calisthenics or street workout, but also like personal development. What were um, the habits or what are the habits that you do still and um, that, that you stick to and that you still like? Mm, uh, um, uh, regarding a content creation uh, point of view, uh, in all my experiments, well, ev- every experiment I did on YouTube, I, I never consider those experiments as um, entertainment videos because I was not doing them to for them to be successful. I was first doing them because I was interested in actually uh, doing the experiment for myself. And then the content creation around it made it even more uh, motivating for me and uh, nice. But uh, I, I, kept, I, I kept something from every um, experiment I did. I actually did one month uh, vegan. That was the first experiment I did. And I went out of it uh, staying vegetarian because I, I felt like that was uh, better for me. And I am still, uh, I'm still not eating meat today. And I'm never really talking about it because I feel like it's a very personal uh, opinion. I don't feel like I have to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny that I even have to say that. But yeah, um, the Wim Hof method, I, I'm still taking cold showers every day because I really do believe uh, it, it, it's, um, it's, uh, it's nice to me. It's nice in my head. It, it keeps me, it, it, um, it trains my uh, discomfort 
muscle. It trains the, um, the habit to actually uh, endure things that are uh, uncomfortable, but there's a lot of uncomfortable things we need to do uh, in life. And uh, if we train ourselves to disconnect emotionally from it, like actually uh, pouring um, freezing water on yourself, you are doing it. You are actually, uh, you know, <laughs> nothing. And you don't have to do it. Nobody will know if you're taking uh, hot showers. Nobody forces you. And you know, there are probably some health benefits. But for me, it's just... Um, bonus, uh, the, the psychological aspect of it is much stronger, which you actually decide that you are doing it this to yourself just because you, you're going to go out of it better. And, uh, well, also it helps starting the day, uh, feeling uh, all warm afterwards and all of this. And uh, this I'm, keep, I'm still doing, the minimalism thing. I still try to apply to what I do because that's the way I think about things uh i don't think more is um always better definitely not uh, and uh, but that's just things i yeah i'm mostly doing this experiments i actually you know selfishly just for myself I, i'm just doing it them for myself that's why i'm not jumping on every uh, uh experiment that would be very popular on youtube or but i believe sometimes i'll kind of you know, silly <laughs> but uh uh yeah i'm just documenting uh, those things and uh not trying to say that uh, this way of living is better than any other way i'm just sharing what i what i do i'm trying to experiment for myself and what i keep what i do not and uh, yeah very very nice uh, uh experiments i think for me i Nice. I can just uh, recommend them. Uh, do you have English subtitles or uh, on some of those videos? Some. some of my videos I have English. Sometimes maybe even German. But um, I would need to find some to find someone to help me with the subtitles because uh, English is very um, uh, requested and uh, it helps for the discoverability of the yeah. videos as well. So sometimes. Yeah, maybe like some of your French fans uh, are listening to this, and somebody is mm. like really uh, actually, yeah, yeah. really it's... interested in English and really well in it, and uh, will contact you for the subtitles. Uh, that would be nice. <laughs> I, I, I would, I, I would pay, you know, just just, just so you know. <laughs> Perfect. Um, let's come to your calisthenics uh, moves. To um, yeah, how did you become such a great athlete? No, I'm just joking. I'm I'm, I'm saying this uh, <laughs> to, <laughs> to provocate you, but um, yeah, like uh, still, I'm 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 thinking. Um, I'm always impressed how somebody um, with your height, with your weight, uh, does a does a hefesto. Um, that's something that uh, that I admire, and also like your hand balancing skills, uh, your straddle planche, stuff like that. I really um, think that that it's great, and also like. Um, the question that I have, what do you see as your signature move? What's your favorite calisthenics move? Well, it's pretty obvious one, I guess. <laughs> uh, my, 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 uh, my, my name is Eric Flagg. Well, the name I chose for myself publicly, Eric Flagg, uh, the flag, the human flag, is the first actual, uh, actual calisthenics move that I, that I taught myself. 
because uh, before than that, I was uh, weightlifting in the gym for a few years. And uh, in between my transition uh, between um, uh, weightlifting and uh, calisthenics, uh, that's the flag that kind of drew me from one side to the other one. Oh, to uh, the dark side. <laughs> to the dark side of the... Uh, <laughs> Of a body weight uh, force, you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was the first one. I I, uh, I got it in uh, maybe six or seven months. I I, uh, I remember, and then uh, then I, I I got very into the handstands. I I love handstands uh, a lot. Those are my probably my I guess handstanding is my favorite move because it, it because it's nice. It's not that um, tiring once you you. Uh, you 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 get to know it uh, a lot, so you can do it a lot uh, all the time, every time, and you're never done with it, you know, unless you're some Cirque du Soleil acrobat, which can do stuff on one hand for half an hour. Then you have a long, <laughs> a long, long, uh, long time ahead of you to to train this. So I think handstanding is is what I prefer. But you know, Eric flag and all of this. So yeah, I, li I like the human flag as well. And how did you learn the human flag? You did uh, fitness before, like uh... yes, I, I did some. I did fitness, but you know, fit, fitness doesn't really weight general weightlifting doesn't really prepare you for all of those uh, straight arm body weight exercises. So that was something very hard for me because you, you know most people that are very strong, uh, most uh, weightlifting guys that are very strong, they can generally uh, do 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 pretty well at the human flag because it's if you're very strong you, you you can do well at that but it's difficult to do well and keep your your arms straight because you really want to bend them because it's easier yeah. uh, so I, i i struggled a bit with that and uh and uh yeah i was very i'm a very um a progression type of guy you know i like having my 10 progressions to get to the human flag so i really you know, decomposed the thing, doing uh, tucks, doing uh, jumps, doing uh, negatives, a lot of negatives. That's how, how I got my uh, my human flag. Uh, straddle, you know, one leg, all of this uh, that I saw on YouTube videos, I guess. And uh, that's very effective. And I also, since I, I was uh, lifting weights for six years, I, I had some, some, some strength because at the end I was really into, even as I was uh, weightlifting, I really loved those moves. So this really help help you with uh, calisthenics and uh, and um, strength moves because it's just brute brute strength in uh, chin-ups and uh, dips really helps everywhere so i also all, almost had a back lever uh, the first time i tried and that was that was i, I had a struggle you know banana straddle back lever <laughs> back lever this is really horrible to look at but it's somewhere somewhere to start and uh, i was pretty proud and you know, it keeps you motivated to to um, to have some some moves you can show your friends at the beginning it's pretty nice and uh, the front lever that was a horrible journey for me uh, as well as the, the straddle planche uh, which was very hard I, I, i'm really not the, the front lever type of guy i do have i actually have my my best front lever today because i i re restarted to train it uh, lately But uh, it's, it's always been so hard for me. If I stop doing it for two and a half weeks, I lose everything. And this is pretty frustrating. So, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and uh, well, yeah, the planche took me, uh, one, took me one and a half years or something like that to have the straddle planche. And I am right now working on my full planche as well. Um, it, 
Yeah, because um, yeah, because I'd like to have a full plunge before I die. I always said that. Firstly, I said that to myself. Then I said it in a couple of videos, so I feel like I have to to get it as well, you know. Okay. And uh, and I like the fact that uh, you know, uh, to 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 go back to what I said earlier about uh, being an athlete and all that. I I, uh, I want to have the full planche. Firstly, because uh, I will be able to do a video about it and uh, show my progression and the uh, road to full planche kind of thing. And secondly, secondly, as an athlete, to be able to call myself an athlete who can do a full planche and uh, all, all of those <laughs> because it, it's pretty impressive. I mean, yeah, uh, of course. I'm living uh, on Instagram where everybody I follow can do full planches and, and things. So I kind of. Uh, I kind of forget sometimes how difficult it actually is to hold yeah. those uh, those things because uh, everything I consume, most of what I consume, motivating content is about people doing those incredible things, doing all of those planche push-ups in a row, uh, doing uh, incredible freest freestyle things, which I definitely suck at because I never did freestyle. And uh, and um, and uh, yeah, don't uh, don't forget that even if you can, uh, you know, doing a muscle up will. Wow, will uh, impress almost the entire planet. So sometimes we, we, we actually forget about this and we feel like, uh, ah, it's too bad. I, I can only do the human flag. It's very bad. I am not an athlete. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I just suck. <laughs> just... Yeah, that's, so, that's, these are the two sides of the coin, I guess, of social media and what we do mm -hmm. with calisthenics. Because on the one hand, I see that people have really, really high standards. For them, it doesn't seem impossible mm -hmm. to do a planche like it does for a lot of um, normal people who mm -hmm. um, who never saw like somebody doing it, but or just gymnasts or something. But mm -hmm. uh, on the other hand, it gets normal. It gets uh, like uh, the appreciation is not there anymore, even though it's a move that only. Um, a few percentage, uh, like a few percentage of one percentage, like a really, really minimum yeah. part of the population would will ever be able to do, and that's mm -hmm. the the danger and the yeah, also the reason why yeah, yeah, a lot of people uh, advance. At the same time, it's exactly why so many people can do things like that is because they saw it on Instagram, so they know it's yeah. possible. So somebody is able to actually kind of teach them how to do it. So that, that, that's the beauty of it. Without Instagram, I think I feel like without social media, I feel like uh, calisthenics and street workout would be so unknown, really, really unknown as a sport. And uh, and uh, I think we have much more to thank uh, social media than we have to despise it uh, regarding uh, this this sport, at least. That's true. Like something that I see a lot, a lot of people are just working out at home and mm -hmm. not calling it calisthenics or street workout, but just doing body weight training in front of the TV, PC, whatever, just in front in their living room. Um, and um, these are a lot of people who are not touched by social media, who are not inspired by social media for these. Mm -hmm. And they just work out for themselves. They have like low standards. Uh, if you can do like 20, 30 push-ups, that's already good. Um, and it can, is, yeah. Yeah, of course it is. Like it's not bad, <laughs> but it's a totally different standard than uh, that yeah. we have. It's definitely all about the uh, reference points and the uh, benchmarks that we, we, we put for ourselves. And um, it's good to have higher standards. I guess it pushes you uh, on the, on the top to the top, but uh, at the, at the same time, don't, don't beat yourself up 
too quickly either. Yeah. Uh. That's uh, like for me, I always uh, name it for myself. Always be happy with what I have, but I never, never be satisfied. satisfied. Mm -hmm. So I always want to be happy that I can do, uh, I don't know, a handstand push up or like a, a handstand hold. Let's say that I want to be happy with it, even though there are people doing it on one hand and doing push ups at the same time and reading a book uh, on the <laughs> other hand. Um, that's what you see on social media. Um, yeah, you do see that. <laughs> and uh, but I still want to never stop uh, developing, and I never want to stop uh, growing and going after these high standards. So this is uh, mm -hmm. that's what re what's really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree with you. It's something we need to to um, yeah address it within yourself. Just just uh, what well yeah just. Try, try to keep a balance in between between what you really like, enjoy, want to do, and what you feel like you should be able, or what other people are actually able to do. Okay, well, um, if you if somebody approaches you and uh, tells you, yeah, I want to make progress in calisthenics, um, and you just have like uh, I don't know five sentences, uh, two or three minutes to to explain him, what do you say? Uh, they want to progress in calisthenics. I, uh, for a beginner, I, I think I, I would tell them to get a program, to get a program anywhere, some kind of program from a source that you feel like is reputable, credible, anything. Could be your friend, could be uh, on the internet, on some dark forum, could be something you buy, could be a book, could be anything. But find a program and don't jump all the time from one program to the other one. And uh, do the actual program. Yeah, you, you need to find it, to buy it, to anything. But you need to do it as well, uh, eventually. And uh, when you start doing it, keep track of what you're doing. You know, Because if you want to progress, you need to actually progress. And if you want to know if you progress, you need to measure just uh, enough so that you know if you're actually moving into the right direction. So if a program says, yeah, every, uh, today you're going to do three sets of your maximum of push-ups, and you do, and you do it, and uh, all the time you actually, you actually do do it. Well, it, it's actually a bad example because if you have something that pushes you all the time to do your max, you're probably gonna gonna progress even if you don't really know what your max is. But sometimes you, most of the times, you find programs where where it says do three sets of ten push-ups. So you do your three sets of ten push-ups, but maybe you can actually do fifteen push-ups. So you you you're not actually pushing yourself beyond what you 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 capable capable so your body is not going to adapt you're not going to gain much strength much muscle but if you progress and if you actually write down what you're doing and, and you see if every time you write something it's the same than the the, the time before then you, you're not going to get better you're just going to say stay exactly the same you're going to be the best at the program program you're doing your body is going to be very efficient doing this program but it is never going to be able to do more than that so so find a program uh do it track uh, track it and uh, and um, uh, be sure that your numbers are going up or the exercises are getting harder or the weight you put on the bar if you're doing a weightlifting program is going up as well sets reps all of this, some things should go up, and that's when you know you're going to progress. And uh, and uh, 
that's uh, that's what what I would tell him. But I, first, I would say him, you know, it's going to take five minutes, no, not five sentences. So <laughs> stay with me. I'll explain it to you. <laughs> and, and here we go. Yeah, I think it's too late. I think he already walked away. Yeah. So, um, what is the hardest move you've learned so far? Hardest move? I think it's the Hefesto, uh, definitely. I, I'm not sure how to rank the Hefesto against the one-arm handstand, but I believe I'm better at Hefesto than I am at one-arm handstand, which I can sometimes hold for three, four seconds, but it's not like I control it very much of the time. Hefesto, I've, I, uh, I can actually do it every time. Well, si since I've done it, pretty much every time I tried it again, I, I could do it, and last time was a week ago or something. But I, I don't do that very often because it's uh, it's horrible on the wrists, really horrible. It, it's really not good for the, not good for my body. At least you know my body doesn't really like it when I do it. But uh, that's probably why I'm proud because it's it's pretty hard. It's uh, it was very uh, painful to to uh, learn. I had to do a lot of negatives. I did a lot of assisted uh, work with uh, elastic bands as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess that's the hardest one I can do. And I'm working on the full planche, which in my mind at least is uh, is harder. But uh, well, still uh, still a long time to to go. Yeah. Um, how heavy and tall are you? Uh, I'm 184 centimeters, and uh, generally I I'm around 84, 85 kilograms. Sometimes a little bit lighter when I try to get a little bit lighter, which always helps. Yeah, obviously. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's it. I was like a few seconds. I was really shocked because you you started with, I'm like one uh, one, and then I thought like, what the fuck? No, um, maybe he <laughs> he gains so much weight now. One hundred no. <laughs> <laughs> over one hundred. No, but uh, like yeah for your height and weight like the hefesto is i guess it's a different thing than um for somebody else it's not an excuse because uh, you showed that uh, that it's possible but still the the pressure on your wrists um and also on your biceps etc is like a different yeah, thing horrible for the biceps as well yeah it's very it's very painful <laughs> it's painful but uh yeah it's it's not, not an excuse you can find on instagram you can find a lot of uh, very tall and heavy dudes doing even full planches and Maltese, I guess uh, you, we need to know. But if you're looking at gymnasts, well, no, gymnasts are always pretty, 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 pretty short. Actually, <laughs> it's kind of a requirement to be at an elite, elite le level, I guess. But uh, everybody can learn all those cool moves they want to do. People want to do the human flag, want to do the muscle up, want to maybe the front lever. All of those, I think, are pretty accessible to pretty much anyone, uh, which is not too overweight, of course. What is your nutrition like? That's something I'm interested in because uh, mm -hmm. you also give uh, some input uh, for nutrition. You also have your own plan, I guess. Uh, and um, yeah, I just, I'm interested in how do you eat? Well, I, uh, this goes back to a long time ago when I was interested in weightlifting. And it's pretty, you know, the stereotype of bodybuilders with... Uh, Tupperwares and uh, very, you know, careful about their nutrition. This is what I was uh, when, I, when, when I was younger. When it was the most unnecessary, uh, I guess, that's when, when I was the most, you know, uh, uh, mad about all of this because I was doing all of these thing, uh, things at the beginning. 
it's all along along the the way uh, because when I was younger, I was only interested in uh, you know aesthetics and uh, women and girls. I guess that's probably why you do it and the look of yourself in the mirror, of course. You know because everybody likes to 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 look at themselves in the mirror. I I know I do so. That's what I was doing, and uh, you know, everybody tells you nutrition is very important, and it is. So I uh, I read a lot of books, I tried a lot of things, I counted my calories for a long time, uh, maybe uh, two years or something uh, total, with my macronutrients and all of this, and I think it's very uh, efficient way to do it, but it's also risky because you maybe then you can get obsessed and have a very weird relation with food and uh, it, it's difficult but it, it's it's good to know the basics of um, energy balanced you know eating more calories that you actually burn will make you uh, gain weight it can be muscle it can be fat it all depends what you eat and what you do besides eating in your life but uh, that's important to 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 know and uh, and uh, nowadays i don't really uh, care. I don't care about how I look, other than the fact that uh, I, I'm attached to my um, to my the image of my body, which is not, you know, yeah, I still have a little bit of muscle. Yeah. I'm not too fat, you know. And I also need uh, for my, you know, for my content. I, I cannot be the guy who teaches people to do stuff if I look like shit. So yeah, for the thumbnail, for the thumbnail, it's important. Yeah, for the, you, you need you need good lighting, <laughs> good pump, and. A little bit of muscle, yeah, uh, to, to have good thumbnails. And thumbnails are very important, <laughs> as, as well as in, uh, it's Instagram, of course. But, um, but other than that, I don't really care. Uh, I like my body. My girlfriend likes my body, I think. And, uh, and that, that's all that matters. Uh, so I just eat whatever I like. But I have ingrained uh, so many uh, healthy habits over, over the time. I only eat, you know, non-processed things. I... Very careful about what I eat as a macronutrient profile. I eat protein-rich, uh, rich things, of course. And uh, and with all of this calorie counting, when I see uh, when I see a plate, when I cook something for myself, I can know what 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 it goes that comes down to in numbers, and I know my body, so I know what I need and all of this. And it's a it's a it's a long way, and we and it's very overwhelming at the beginning. But it's uh, definitely doable. It's uh, very nice. Just reading the labels uh, behind what you buy, you would be very su surprised to, to, to see sometimes what's inside, what's not inside. And, uh, and um, you, you don't need to study books for two years to actually uh, do better choices, which can start right when you're doing your grocery shopping and uh, things like that. Everybody knows what to do eat more vegetables, eat less processed food. We don't want to do that because processed foods and all of this taste so good. And, uh, you know, but we, we kind of all know what we should be doing. But if you want to get very precise and you have very precise goals, then you should get more uh, knowledgeable about all of this, I think. Okay, nice. That's um, interesting. Like, um, yeah, it's such a small thing to do but it's uh, it will have a big effect that's that's true mm -hmm. like on the on the one hand knowing what these all these uh yeah like words mean on a, on a i don't know if you buy uh like uh, sausage or something really mm -hmm. the processed stuff um what's what's in there 
to understand what these words mean and then also looking at the uh, at the nutrition uh, at the food and checking what's in there that's uh, true mm -hmm. it helps it's not something it, what i like about this and what i like about maybe uh, uh, optimizing your grocery shopping is it's that it's something you can do once and for all because once you have good shopping and grocery shopping habits you're just going to keep them. You're going to go into automatic mode and uh, you just need to change this one time, this thing that you're doing every week and then you can uh, get uh, compounded interests on this for the rest of your life. And it's probably the same way to think about uh, exercising regularly. Once you get the habit to, to do it, it's actually more, more painful to you not to exercise than it is to actually exercise. So... Yeah, it's all about uh, habit building and all of this, which which is a very interesting topic, and uh, there are a lot of good books about it, uh, which uh, which I'm sure people will be able able to find because habits, uh, uh, it's yeah, a foundation of a lot of good and bad things. So yeah, that's true. Nice. Thanks for the insight there. I have some <laughs> quick questions. Yeah. Um, we're coming to an end to an end of the interview um and uh, yeah you can, you are allowed to to respond quickly i have short questions pizza or burger uh pizza <laughs> dog or cat like are you a dog person or a cat person i guess, i guess i'm more of a cat person a cat person okay yeah. uh, your favorite location for holidays favorite location for holidays. I, I i like the beach no matter where it is okay You also live at the beach. Oh, no, you lived at the beach now. Um, no, no, I'm, uh, well, uh, we have some lakes in here in uh, Sweden. Lake. Uh, so yeah. I have a lake very close to here. So lake, yeah, yeah different type of beach. Yeah, okay. Like a lake also has a beach where, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, 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 I like, I like the beach. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Um, what would you work as if social media just disappeared? Uh, probably some, uh, uh, Marketing consultant, I guess, something like that. I haven't really thought into it. <laughs> <laughs> for news, uh, for newspaper, etc. If, if social media disappears, what do you want to to uh, consult as a marketing? Oh well, if <laughs> all of marketing. Dis well, I don't know. In some kind of a corporation, I guess. You know, I, I feel like I, I know how I, I understand uh, how to sell things as well. You know, the, the human psychology. So I guess I would dig into that and uh, offer my services. I don't really like to think that I would get employed, but I'd, I'd like to consult. You. <laughs> <laughs> that's If that's good. even a thing, I don't know. <laughs> Is there a calisthenics athlete uh, because of whom you started? Uh, because of whom I started? Um, uh, maybe not, not a special name, but I, I remember uh, watching uh, Chris Heria's uh, videos probably at the beginning on the, his YouTube channel. Uh, I really like what Daniel Slyzans is doing uh, on, the, on the, the content creation side of things mm -hmm. because he's a monster otherwise. He's a real athlete, if you, yeah. <laughs> if, if you ask me. So, uh, so that's about it. But I, I, I started before, before knowing about Slyzans. But Chris here, yeah, I think, I think, yeah. Okay, and do you have a favorite calisthenics athlete right now? Um... It's difficult. I, this question is difficult. I like calisthenic movement, which you probably know because they're German YouTubers. But yeah. I like them because they are YouTubers, you know, because I like okay. their content, which is very methodical and very thought out and, uh, 
and that's probably those guys I'd like to to talk to. And Dinah Slyzans as well, because he's creating content, and I love his uh, style of uh, editing as well. So okay, probably those. Okay, your favorite book? Favorite book. Um, be obsessed or be average from Grant Cardone. Uh, because now people are asking me very regularly what kind of book you like and all of this. I always tell this one because that's the one who actually made me like tick. All right, I'm. I can. I can try to do this, and this is like creating content and all of this. That's uh, the one I. Um, I. Uh, I would like to to recommend, even though it's more like a business selling book. It's a. Uh, it's nice. I liked it. Okay, and dynamics or statics? Statics, definitely <laughs> for me. Even though I, I'd like, I, I like to think I will go into uh, dynamics um, some sometime, but uh, statics for now, for sure. Okay, perfect. Then we're coming to an end. I really have to say thank you to you for the possibility for sharing a lot of stuff out of your life that uh, yeah that's sometimes difficult to get uh, i mean you do youtube but it's, it's difficult to see to get it into to 15 seconds uh, videos on instagram uh, mm -hmm. or yeah also on youtube to to talk about some stuff so i'm really really happy uh, that you did it and um Yeah, just uh, before I want to let you end uh, the episode, I want to ask uh, you as a listener uh, to, to write a comment how you liked the, this uh, episode. If uh, you have something that you liked a lot, if, something, if there's something that we can improve, that helps, helps a lot. And also, um, if you comment who you want to be interviewed next, um, or if you have like other questions for Eric, uh, maybe for a part two, we'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, drop this in the comments. That helps a lot. So um, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for growing Calisthenics together. And Eric, you have the last words. Well, th thank you very much for the opportunity you gave me to actually speak with you. And uh, that was very nice. Thank you very much. That was a very, very nice conversation. And it's good to have those kind of formats when we can talk more freely than just, you know, creating content on Instagram, which is not the same. I, I, I like this kind of uh, content more, actually. I like, I like uh, speaking about interesting things with interesting people such as you. So, yeah, it, it's been nice. Thank you. Thank you.